Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? All right, here we go again. Another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show, episode 413 this week. Mr. Randy Richardson from Michelin in studio, as well as Debbie Mathis and Pookie. They came on later in the show. We're going to talk about all that great stuff. I want to thank our awesome sponsors, those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride only at Motorsport.com. Of course, Guts Racing was established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Guts Racing has worked with every top rider at some point in their career, from Steve Lampson and Jerry McGrath in the 90s to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, JGR Suzuki, and many more. If it's style performance you want, you've got to come to the right place, and that's GutsRacing.com. GutsRacing.com for info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. Also, you know all about Michelin Motorcycle Tires from the Pulp MX Show, and now I'm excited to announce that Michelin Bicycle Tires is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show for 2020. In 1891, Michelin patented the first detachable bead pneumatic bicycle tire, and to this day, Michelin continues to innovate and produce world-class podium-finishing products for both road and mountain bikes. If you'd like to ride the same Michelin bicycle tires as mountain bike legend Cam Zink and the 2019 EWS champion Sam Hill, stay tuned for more info about a Pulp Mix discount code on Michelin bicycle tires. Follow at Michelin Bicycle on Instagram and check out bike.michelin.com for all the details on Michelin's extensive range of bicycle products. As I always say, if you got any uh, interest in using the p- sponsors of the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show or the Pulp Mix Main Show, Fly Moto 60 Show, all that stuff, pulpmixshow.com, find sponsor links, discount codes. Randy talked a little bit about that last night, uh, the deal with Michelin right now. You go on uh, at motorsport.com and buy a couple Michelin's tires, get some Starcross 5s, you'll get a some free tubes, some free inner tubes. Can't beat that, right? All right, so episode four, 413 this week, uh, a lot of fun. As always, uh, pretty pretty mellow show, really. Not a lot of controversy, not a lot of ranting, but uh, definitely with Randy, it's always full of laughs. Uh, you know, the big question, obviously, they're talking about Oakland this weekend where Eli you know, just killed everybody really, right? Passed rocks in a couple times. So did Dylan call in? We'll stick around to find out, but first I want to introduce our guests. Michelin Bicycle Tires brings us Mr. Eric Harvey. What's up, Eric? Hey, Dark Side. Doing well. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Just reminiscing and thinking here that, that I'm in a tough spot or we're in a tough spot because we're following the noof. <laughs> I remember true. back in the day, the noof had to follow drunk GL. So... <laughs> I feel some pressure here because the pressure is just getting passed down. Well, I, I wouldn't stress about it too much because I, I you know, Steve's never uh, fully happy with this show anyway. Uh, I really thought I had it figured out last week and could not wait for his response. And I'm sure we heard what he had to say, which 
Man, so one of these days, I just think uh, he's going to give me a good job, but maybe not. Uh, let, let's introduce our other guests real quick, and we'll get into all that stuff. Tonight, Guts Racing brings us Kurt Lucas from the Whiskey Throttle Radio Show. What's up, Kurt? How's it going, Dark Side? Uh, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you guys both being back on here. Um, all right, so episode 413 with the absolutely phenomenal co-host, Randy Richardson. Um, is there anybody... I'm already getting into opinions. Shit. Is there anybody though better? Who's your favorite co-host, Eric? Uh, there's so many really great co-hosts. Um, but I mean, I really do enjoy Randy when he comes in. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to talk TV for me. I'm sorry. I, okay. maybe that's like, I got, you know, being Canadian, there's that French part of Canada. So maybe I have this little emotional connection to French people. I'm not sure. But I love Randy, man. Yeah, Randy's great. Um, Kurt, are you a fan of Randy? I do. I, honestly, I think some like back maybe a year or two ago, the jokes were got a little too much. But I feel like he's dialed it back down a little bit. Uh, he was really good this week, I thought. And uh, but if you want to ask my favorite, it's definitely Galdi. Galdi, yeah, Galdi's great. Oh, also, Galdi. yeah, abs- Yeah, it's man. There's a great, you know. We're all, we're always treated, I think, each week to great co-host. There's very rarely a, a a snoozer, in my opinion. But let's talk about episode four thirteen. Uh, right off the bat, I like to bust these balls just a little bit about the technical difficulties. Uh, it was a shit show from the beginning. You know, Talon messed up the sound drops. No sound. No sound on Facebook. Apparently, he had. You know, Steve didn't pay the bill for the server. <laughs> Hopefully, that's not because of him having to pay me. Um, the 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 Randy Richardson voicemails don't work multiple times. Uh, you know they finally got it going though, Kurt. But um, kind of kind of funny. You know when it's a live show, it's not always easy. Steve handled it professionally though. Yeah, it, it definitely funny. I think it kind of adds to like what he says is janky show, and it just adds to that. But uh, I mean, you never know with technology. I mean, you have a podcast, Dark Side. You know how it goes. Uh, just it's, sometimes it's tough. Yeah, yeah, we had a little bit of technical difficulty starting this thing off. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it happens. Uh, Eric, all right, so obviously well, this is uh, the week after Oakland. A lot of topic, a lot of the conversation was over Oakland this week. Uh, Eli, you know, passing uh, Roxanne twice, and Steve saying, hey, it was a heck of a ride for Eli. Uh, you know, and Randy, he, he's talked about, you know, how Eli uses technique in this tighter track, which I thought was – I didn't think it was going to be as good of racing, but a lot of talk about Eli. Um, were they on point? You know, do you do they? Does ninety four and Webb need to be worried? Are, are they right about that, Eric? I think Steve kind of nailed it. You know, it's kind of like you know now Roxon has serve right. I mean, they've been going back and forth, and you know, I think Steve, you know, having spent all his years at the races, you know, he's he's not going to crown anybody champion here. So. Uh, yeah, I think I think that pretty much sums it up, you know, the best uh the best way you could is just to say, yeah. you know. Yeah, like like rocks in your serve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh and Kurt, you know, I don't know about you, but while I'm watching this race at Oakland and seeing Eli dominate, the only thing really on my mind is is Dylan going to call in Monday oh. night and what's he going to say? You know, apparently he hasn't been on the last couple of weeks because he said he's been over at Matt Rushmore, you know, chiseling Eli's face on, which that was a great intro to a call that kind of went was. south. But but go ahead, Kurt. What what about uh, – how how about how are your feelings on Dylan? 
Well, like you said, when that, him saying his chisel in uh, Eli's face in that restaurant, that was that was witty. That was good. That was like a Randy <laughs> yeah. Richardson esque uh, joke. So I was like, okay, maybe Dylan's got it. I do not like Dylan, um, but it, it was a good comedy. I think Miss Conan. I think Steve realized that, which he kind of let it, you know, run its course. But I think the course has been ran. Uh, it's kind of just annoying now, and I even think Dylan mm. is kind of making up stuff now. Like not making stuff up, but it, he's like searching for content. I guess you would call it, just searching for things to say. And you kind of saw that because okay, he started yeah, and er- Eric, based you know, kind of off that what he Kurt just said, Steve did say it kind of sounds like he's flipping pages. Like maybe he had some notes, um, and he tries to discredit JT's opinion, and it really. I don't think he got his point across. I think he, you know, he had some ideas that maybe didn't work this time. Uh, and Steve actually seemed to get a little bit. He was kind of over it. He actually, you know, muted him at one point. Um, what do you think? Does Steve should, should Steve have hung up on him? Are you tired of the Dylan stuff? Like I've, I see some people on Facebook, or or you know, is he to me? He's just a passionate fan. He's he's enjoying his his discussion of his favorite writer. Yeah, I kind of have a different take on the Steve relationship with Dylan. I think Steve likes Dylan, and I think Steve likes having Dylan call in because he kind of likes to push people's buttons, right? So he can use Dylan as a way to manipulate his fans, right? Some people are going to just want to, you know, punch Dylan. Other people are going to be like, yeah, that that kid's cool, and and he's well-spoken, and he's polite, so they're going to be okay with him. I think Steve likes to try to just you know, use callers sometimes. Like, look at Raining Yellow, another good example. Or if we go way back in the day, Sinjin, right? Like, these are polarizing people. Yes. Yeah, Whack Packers, like, like from the Stern Show, the Whack Packers. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys were – do either of you watch the Facebook video live now? I did not. Okay. I tested so, it out a bit on just this show, actually. I caught about an hour of it anyways. All right. Well, I, I watched the whole thing this way. Typically, that's how I do my Monday nights anyway, instead of the app. But uh, there, there was one Facebook comment. I didn't write down who it was, but he said Dylan has been uh, railing the eight ball. Which, yeah, man, I, I thought that was pretty on point with how Dylan was fired up and running a hundred miles an hour. But um, I think Dylan's one of the characters that makes the Pulp MX show, like you mentioned, Sinjin and Raining Yellow. Uh, you know, and uh, Skippy and a few others, what it is. I think without those guys, without the regular callers, you, you know, it, it might lose a little something. So I, I, I think Steve, hopefully Steve allows Dylan to still come call in and doesn't shut it down completely anyway. Um, all right, let's talk about Cooper Webb. Obviously, the pass on Roxon was another topic that was brought up. Um, him coming from so far back, Kurt, was – impressive and steve wants to know you know he, he brought up he posed the question you know to randy if you're honda right now are you worried with Webb catching you uh, i think it's a valid question i think you know that's something that probably kenny needs to think about he probably is thinking about um i like the topic i like kind of asking those questions on the pulp mech show that come up to make us all think and get us all talking yeah I think it, I think it was a good question to ask too. Like you just said, it gets us all talking, and um, yeah, I don't want. I know we're not supposed to give our opinions, but <laughs> it's hard. Like, Very hard. No, I know. Yeah, it's hard. Sorry, Steve. But uh, yeah, I feel like it was a good question. I feel like it, and it was a question that maybe ran across Hobbs' mind too. You know, because I think that yeah, maybe they should be worried. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, Eric, you know, obviously a question like that, Steve posing that question to Randy, to the listeners, to whoever, the idea obviously of the show is to get the conversation going, to get Randy, you know, given his opinions, you know, uh, Chad Reed eventually comes on and talks about how Cooper really took some confidence from Oakland and he's going to be better on the East. That seemed to be a general opinion. Also, uh, I think JT felt that way. Um, but it's really, again, that's what this show's about, right? So we're, we're talking about these top riders, these guys that are going to be in the championship hunt, and Steve brings up the topics in a way that it, it gets us going. It gets us, you know, you've got the social media guys responding to whatever he's saying, uh, the, the people in studio responding, and I think he did a fantastic job of discussing the, the situation with those three top riders. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's, when you mentioned Reed, though, I think it's actually interesting with Steve and how he handles Chad on the phone. I mean, they obviously have a long history going back to, you know, Team Yamaha. And I think there were times probably that the relationship, from what Steve has said, is has been strained. But you can also tell he has tremendous amount of respect for Reed. He, doesn't, he didn't want to ask Reed the hard question, right? Are you having fun? He kind of looked right. that one like Randy had to pick that one up. Yes, 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 he did. I found yeah. that well, interesting. Steve, like I, I think that's yeah, just a, a function of Steve's, you know, deep respect for Chad. It's just like I don't want to see this guy like this, and I'm not going to ask him if he's having fun because I kind of know the answer. But yeah, it's just interesting. Like I feel like he might he might step around Chad a little more. Yeah, well, he even said that I didn't want to ask you to come on the show for the last few weeks because of that same reason. He waited till after Oakland, where Reed didn't race. And kind of use that as like a a, a buffer, uh, Kurt, to get him in. And, uh, you know, just as we're on Reed. So the Reed interview, I found pretty interesting. There was a lot of good stuff in it. You know, Chad really, I was very surprised that Chad was as open about not being where he thought he would be. Like, really, he, he didn't envision being in the position he's in. Uh, he talked about the hard work that it takes to be at that level and him not being able to put it in because of injuries. Um, you know, and you could tell, obviously, he's. we know he's very competitive, but Steve did a good job of, you know, cushioning, getting him in there yeah. and, or getting him on the line. Uh, but then having Randy or Randy at least came up with the idea of asking him about being happy with the situation. And Chad was pretty open about it, Kurt. I was I, I thought it was very uh, honest of Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it. I feel like it's. It's kind of hard to tell what you're going to get with Chad, just based yes. on uh, Steve's previous interviews or times they've had him on the show and stuff like that. So I think that kind of plays into when Steve wanted to have him on. And also Steve always talks about how he doesn't want to see Chad go out there and struggle and stuff like that. So I think he knows like when he, – he obviously you can tell he's got a lot of respect for Chad, and that's why he wants to get him on during the right timing. That's why he picked this week. But, uh, yeah, but it was an awesome interview with Chad. I think that was honestly the best interview of the night just because I was shocked at how – open Chad was and stuff like that. And I think that kind of plays into Chad's respect for Steve as well. Yeah, I was just about to say uh, that I think Chad does have a respect for Steve, even though he busts his balls and, you know, and talks about, you know, you got to fly in first class or whatever. I think he does, of all the media guys, probably have a lot of respect for Steve. And they do have some history when Steve was me- the mechanic at Yamaha. Uh, and I do think Chad, although he may not admit it, Kurt, I do believe he has some respect for Steve and yeah. knowing that Steve is probably the best at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Eric, you're, did you do you agree? I, I agree with that, actually. I think Steve 
you know, I think Steve is with his media, you know, experience now going on, you know, over 10 years, he's kind of earned Chad's respect, right? Mm-hmm. He's not fly yeah. by night or anything like, like this is a guy that, you know, he keeps coming back to do his job. So Chad, you know, like, like Chad just learned, like you gotta, I gotta respect you because you're, you're not going away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, the only issue I had with the Chad Reed interview, Kurt, um, was the the caller who who had some questions for Chad? One of them, man, he just kept interrupting Chad, and I think that's something that there's sometimes as we talked about technical difficulties. I wish Steve would have kind of stepped in, and, and which he has in the past, mm-hmm. and said, "Whoa, man, let like let Chad answer you." Yeah, yeah, and um, I agree. Like, I wish Steve would have done that too, because and sometimes it's not. If I'm not mistaken, that was the Australian guy, I believe. I think so. Uh, sometimes there's a lag and stuff like that. So Steve probably could have jumped in there and be like, hey, give it a couple seconds, like, because maybe just the way the call was going or something like that. Um, but I know in the past he has, which I thought was weird, because you definitely would, would have thought Steve was, if he was going to do it ever, he would have done it on the Chad Reed interview, you know? Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, and again, well, let's let's move on. This. So the next guest of the night, uh, Kurt, you just said Chad was probably your favorite call of the night. Uh, Adam Cincerillo was my favorite call of the night. I thought it was the best interview of the night by far for me. But there was some technical difficulties there, Kurt, with the echo. Um, and Steve talked about it afterwards. I was a little surprised that he didn't realize what it was um, with all the experience he has. But um, it, but I thought AC, just like Chad, Kurt, was or uh, Eric, very, very honest. Um, talked about the arm pump. Talked about uh, you know a, a number of things that again a lot of the writers I don't think are as open. And again, that comes from I believe the relationship that Steve has made with many of the writers, but especially a guy like Adam. Uh, I agree with that, Dark Side. I I think it's. Uh, I was actually thinking about this in anticipation of the show, but it's interesting that you know Steve has cultivated this relationship with Adam since he was actually on Super Minis, and uh, for a guy who hates amateurs and doesn't want to deal with amateur motocross and these kids and rants and raves about it, <laughs> you know he's actually been probably the largest media, you know the largest. I would say the guy who's given Adam probably the most media exposure outside of the actual podiums in his career. So, you know, it's interesting. I think Steve could look at Adam and say, like, I need to actually, you know, try working with some of these other kids a little more. Yeah. Uh, well, how about not this, to take so, this? Not uh, to take this another direction. Sorry about that. But I was no, just, that's uh, fine. That's, that's, what I'm saying is that relationship is, you know, it's been cultivated over a lot of years now. And, and uh, you know, it, Adam is always good when he comes on Pulpamax. Yeah, you know, and you talking about that. Um, so Steve, he he says sometimes like, uh, you know, these riders aren't really my like they're not my friends. I'm here to do a professional job, but he does make friends with some of these guys. Some of these guys he is close to, like a Phil or an AC. And I think I don't know that he handles them any different because he is willing to be honest with them. But it's again why I prefer his show over say a DMXS or whatever that I think that the friendships and the relationships, Kurt are a big part of why Pope is so fantastic. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, you know, going off the Adam interview, that's, you can really tell that they have a great relationship with each other because I don't see Adam being that open and honest with anyone else. Like, yeah, he might say the same things, but the way he says them and the way he jokes around and stuff like that. And the, 
going off, I know I said the Chad one was probably my favorite, but Adam was awesome too. I just I didn't know what to expect that Adam because he was kind of able to really get through to him, and um, I, also I think it's a mutual respect thing as well. And that's how you, yeah, Adam is just so open with Steve and joking around Steve, and um, that relationship, as Eric was saying, really helped you know get that out of him. Yeah, and there was a couple highlights uh, for me anyway. A couple things that were said. Randy Richardson, as we talked about, always great with the jokes and the one-liners. Was very quick-witted while they were talking about um, Chad or AC racing with Chad, one of his heroes, basically. And and Randy said, "Yeah, even Marty moved up early to race with Reed." That that was really quick, and I thought that was funny. And then Adam talking about how big of a fan of J, uh, James Stewart he is, basically. Uh, and he brought up, do you think we could get James to race a triple crayon? I'll give him my bike. Like, how many riders in the industry are going to come on a show the size of Pulpamex and be that real, right? That's like that's something that you would say yeah. with your buddies or whatever. That's not something that I see. I don't see Justin Cooper making that joke. Maybe I'm wrong. But, again, that's that's Adam and the greatness of who he is and his openness and friendship with Steve, that makes something like that happen. Uh, Eric. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny, but I I mean, it would be incredible if we could see some of these, uh, you know, these text chats that he has going on with oh, Adam yeah. and Nick and then Zacho and Weege. And they're all like, I mean, there is probably some incredible ball busting going on that we never get to see as fans and probably shouldn't see. But that's why, you know, we have these, you know, like, when Adam comes on the show, he's super comfortable because, you know, there's that relationship outside of the show that, like you say, like, for example, a Justin Cooper or a Shane McElrath, they, they don't have that relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, okay, so I want to mention real quick, uh, there's a couple contests going on. Contest at com for a $100 motorsport gift card. Definitely go try to sign up for that. Uh, you know, if you win, feel free to split it with me because I am ineligible. Um, and also, Randy mentioned if you go on motorsport.com, they've got a deal right now with Michelin. Buy a couple Michelin motorcycle tires, get a couple tubes free. That's really hard to beat, man. That's, uh, again, Randy and the Pulpomex show giving back to the listeners. Um, just real quick, I want to touch on a couple other interviews. Scott Adkins from Pro Supercross. It's Pro SXMX Tech came on. Um, the guy has – I didn't realize how many – mechanics have gone through his program that are in the sport right now i knew uh a couple of them uh but yeah that's i thought that was a really good interview uh anything kurt stand out from that with you that you want to talk about honestly so i was sitting at home this morning listening to it and when they started talking i got so you know interested in it because it was such a good interview i actually went on that guy's website scott Atkins website and all that so it's kind of engrossed with that so i don't really remember too much exactly what was said but i was like you man shocked at how many guys that even names I knew in the pits, you know, went through his program and the stuff he had going on because I had no idea that it was even going on. Yeah, uh, you know, he Steve's had him on before, and then I met him at St. Louis two years ago, and we had him on our show that I won't name tonight. But, yeah, great guy. Really seems like a great program. A uh, couple of, like Nick McCampbell, they talked about from MCR. Uh, great guy, really swears by the program. And I knew another guy, Kate O'Grady, who I met at St. Louis that – Worked for, I think, AJE last year or one of the other teams. I mean, and you know, everybody just raves about Scott Adkins. So I thought that was a really great interview. Uh, just a couple things I want to touch on. You guys didn't watch the Facebook thing the whole time. Uh, for the Works Connection Wheel Call, 
I think we all love when Will's on, but the best part of that that night, uh, if you guys don't know, when you're watching on Facebook, they put a little picture up with the guest that's on there, who it is, where he's from, and it said, uh, Will Hahn, on the, on the phone, Will Hahn, and in parentheses it says, doesn't keep promises. <laughs> so... <laughs> you know, just a little uh, a jab jab for the uh, star racing. The, the fact that Kiefer and Steve haven't rode the bikes yet, I think that's going to work eventually. Hopefully, right? Uh, I mean, uh, Eric, I'm sure we all want to see Steve and Kiefer get on the bikes. Yeah, I think uh, you know this has been an ongoing thing since what August now, end of August. Yeah. Like, what was it, Washougal, right? When they were pole shotting. I don't even remember. Like, all four of them into the first turn. I think I think it was Washougal. Anyways, yeah, it's uh, it's going to happen at some point. I I think, but I think it's also provided a tremendous amount of entertainment for Steve, especially. I mean, it's probably not been super entertaining for Will when he's getting, you know, tweets and Instagram comments galore from the Pulse Nation. But uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Steve has yeah. leveraged this. He's leveraged this into a lot of entertainment over the last six months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we move on, I want to once again just thank Michelin Bicycle Tires, Guts Racing, and Motorsport.com. Uh, please support those guys and all the Pulpmex sponsors, PulpMexShow.com, for all the co- the sponsor uh, links and discount codes. Uh, okay, so a couple other things. They finally get the voicemails working. Talon, you know, probably sweating bullets over there. And uh, on the voicemails, Raining Yellow is mad about the Dylan commercial, and uh, the guy says that Randy's voice is annoying. Those were the two that stuck out. Um, you know, I don't know, guys. Dylan, we already talked about Dylan, so we'll move on. But, man, just so much negativity drives me crazy, Kurt. Yeah, that's all. Well, like I think Steve even made mention of it. Like, no one calls in anymore for a good voicemail or a good call. It's always something negative. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I don't get the whole Randy's voice in North thing. I, I like it. Maybe it's still in North Carolina for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know you've gotten your fair share of the negativity on that show. But Of course. Again, I think Steve kind of uses, like Eric was saying earlier, Steve used that as fuel to kind of get, I guess, maybe under people's skin or get some people talking. So I think he just he takes yeah. negativity and uses it to make the show better. I'll give you guys a little hot take right here. It's a little inside information, but don't repeat this. Steve texted me a couple weeks ago and said he thinks the Pulpamex wrap-up show is by far the best Pulpamex show besides the main show. He said it's better than Kiefer After Dark. He's better than, uh, you know, industry seating. It's 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 better. It's just the best show, and he's very proud of it. So, but don't tell anybody. I will. Okay. All right. Keep that to yourselves. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, Pookie and Debbie Mathis in studio. He talked about some special guests. Uh, you know, I was watching. I didn't see anybody as I'm watching Facebook in studio, so I'm wondering who it is going to be. And in walk Debbie and Pookie, um, Eric. You know, having Steve's mom Debbie on, I love her. She is absolutely rad. She loves the sport, even though she, maybe she doesn't completely follow it. She loves Steve, obviously, like a mom does. But it's a lot of fun to get his mom in there and just listen to her talk. I mean, she's fantastic. Yeah, I enjoy when Debbie's on. Um, you know, like as a fellow Canadian, roughly, you know, just a few years older than Steve. Debbie is truly just what a Canadian mom epitomizes. Like, you know, I can guarantee a little Stevie came in with a bleeding nose playing hockey and Debbie looked after him. And, you know, like there's that definite bond, you know, that mother-son bond. But I think when I hear the Canadian in Debbie, it just makes me, makes me appreciate it even more. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I definitely uh, I felt kind of bad, Kurt, when she said that 
she feels like she should stop going to the races because she's too old. Um, and I don't, I don't know why she would feel that way because everybody seems to love her when she's there and she loves being there. But I kind of, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit that she felt that way. Yeah, me too. But I, I think even Pookie made mention like she's got the hard guard, she's got the press pass, so maybe she's not seeing everyone who's there and stuff like that. Yeah, granted, maybe she's one of the older people in the press box, but I guarantee there's a ton of other you know older people there and stuff like that. It made me feel pretty bad too. But I was I was pretty impressed with how much knowledge she has of the riders and the sport. It seemed uh, I was impressed. It seemed interesting. Yeah, she has her her guys. I mean, she said A-Ray looked good. She's mm-hmm. heartbroken about 22. And she said, you know, he just doesn't have the drive anymore, which to me, uh, Eric, that's pretty insightful really, right? I mean, Steve's mom senses that, even though she's probably not watching. Maybe she is watching every weekend. She's definitely not fully involved, but she sees that. I mean, that was I thought that was pretty insightful. Yeah, I think all the years that I, you know, she's made an appearance on the show, and it's usually in the winter when she's down there. Um, she almost always talks about Chad, so I think there's a, a definite soft spot in her heart for Chad. Um, yeah. Probably, you know, as he's gotten older, you know, too, like he's more relatable than, say, you know, Cooper Webb or pick whoever, young guy, right? So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, she's calling what she sees, and, and she probably, you know, she's probably seen enough races and, and heard enough from Steve to kind of know that, you know, where Chad's at and how this probably isn't going that well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Kurt, and with Pookie, obviously, I, I don't know, man. I love when Pookie's in studio. I, I'm a little bit like Kiefer where I like the relationship stuff. I like seeing the the dynamic between them. Um, but her being in the studio, I was, again, watching, so I see when she puts on the Babinda mask, and she's like kind of excited that she has this mask because she clearly doesn't like she's like not doesn't want to be seen on the video and she talked about the guy somebody on YouTube saying she was ugly which is horrible cuz Pookie is beautiful Pookie is a smoke show that really upset me actually i i was and then she said i will kill you and Randy said he's now going to be fired from Michelin but and i felt really really bad for Pookie obviously too yeah, Pookie's a stone cold fox. Um, yeah, I, way out of Steve's league, way out of Steve's league. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like it when she's on there too. I, I, I enjoy her. You know, her, her and Steve's back and forth and stuff like that. And she, you can tell she really cares about the riders in the sport as well. And the people a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, that's Steve's made relationships with you know like AC and Nickelay. Yeah. I, I do enjoy her her insight and just the, you know, I don't want to say bickering, but the back and forth for sure. I think it, it definitely adds to the show. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I just want to jump in to Dark yeah. Side and say, yeah, she she adds a lot every time she's on. And uh, I will just say, too, that she provided me the loudest laughter moment I've ever had on a Pulp MX show on an ancient tits versus tits when she answered an X Games question with Biker Sherlock. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one big air. That's a classic. I never laughed so hard, and part of it was also just JT's reaction. But. Right. Well, she does. She definitely doesn't follow the sport completely, but even with tits versus tits last week, you know, and they, he threw her a couple bones to, to get to get her get her some points, but it's still just fun having her in. Uh, yeah, and, there, you know, this week's – episode gave us another great drop that i don't know if you guys caught but she's trying to fix the babinda mask to so she can see out of it and uh yeah where steve says uh you're so far off on that hole you're so far off on that hole um i think that's going to be one that 
Travis probably clips, and we're going to hear that many times again. Uh, Kurt, Kurt, what do you think about the drops, man? I think the drops are back on with uh, Travis having the option to do it now on his computer, and we, we got a few of those uh, Monday night, last night. Yeah, again, I think just little stuff like that, like the drops really adds to the show, and I don't think anything other than like hearing someone say something, like, an a, like what A-Ray said, and or in TL, like he's written our team. I feel like I'm going to hear that later on, and sure enough, a couple weeks later, uh, Travis just lets it rip, and it's just funny to hear all the drops and how much they add just this a comedy, I guess. Yeah, definitely. It's a big part of the show. People were not not thrilled there for the first couple of weeks when Talon was still struggling with them, but they're, they're, it's getting better every week. Mm-hmm. Something I forgot to mention earlier with the Dylan conversation was the Eli Tomax invisibility. I should have touched on that when we had him on earlier. That's another thing that was pretty classic. He meant invincibility. Um, I think I, I'm sure we all got a good laugh out of that, Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then how Randy just kept bringing it up over and over as the show went on at appropriate moments. Uh, Yeah, it was perfect. Absolutely. Okay, so last couple things I want to talk about real quick was A-Ray. I missed a lot of motos because I was actually at the concession stand. A-Ray was on for X-Brand tear-offs, which we kind of skipped over, but... Um, another, just another friend of the show. That's always fun. He he's able to laugh at himself. He you know Steve and him obviously are very tight and can bust balls. Um, I like the fact that you know Steve asked him about these LCQ starts, and I said that he feels a little bit like Zacho, like he wants to throw up because these guys you don't know what you're going to get out of these guys. You don't know where they're going to go, and I'm sure we were all thinking the same thing, Kurt, which A Ray finally said, but. Well, you know, like, I think a lot of people would say the same thing about him. Yeah, again, like that. I think that adds so much because it's a different level of rider, you know, where A Ray can be honest about the struggles of Privateer Island and struggling through LCQ when even I think he said Kate Clayson was going tough block to tough block. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what rider is really going to be open about that? I, I mean, I think just him and like Bowers would on that on the show, you know. So. uh just watching A-Ray's progression and the way Steve has like kind of documented it has been really cool. And um, it just, it just, again, it adds so much more to the show. Yeah. I like what you said about his progression. Uh, I think we've seen that and they've mentioned that a little bit up Monday night about mm-hmm. how far he's come uh, a bunch of good stuff. Uh, Eric also A-Ray and home life. Kiefer calls in because they're discussing how aggressive he was with A-Ray's new chick. Um, and, you know, Kiefer, Kiefer has a great quote. I like, I like a Ray and I want to see him succeed. Uh, I am always thrilled when Kiefer is on, whether he's in studio or on the phone and the, the guy's passion for his friends and for what he's passionate about is second to none. Yeah, I, I agree very much. Um, actually, that's that whole little phone call with Chris was uh, that was awesome. I actually re-listened to that segment as I was driving into work today, and uh, yeah, there were some nuggets in there. Um, definitely, like the how he come in hard with A Ray's girl and everything. Yeah. But then the the part that just slayed me was when he talked about you know when he's talking about Pookie and the brush job and everything, <laughs> and then he said. You know, she should just stay stock. And then the whole, you know, Randy's like, I'm just going to pop over and feed this elephant in the room and yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean, that was just an incredible good piece of comedy right there. Uh, absolutely. I think, yeah, again, we talk about this kind of stuff every week, but those those things, those characters, those relationships, it's absolutely why this show is so great. Um, 
Last couple things that were talked about, uh, or just a, a quick, a quick randyism that came out was, uh, man, Kiefer asks about what do you like better, ass or tits? Obviously, Randy's not super comfortable answering these questions. He's there in a professional, somewhat professional uh, position with Michelin, but the questions go around. Steve says he's he says I'm a five, which Randy says, and you married a ten. I mean, Randy is so effing quick, Kurt. I mean, like I would never have thought of that. That that was classic. That was perfect. Yeah, so I, I had a friend in high school was the exact same way, and I just wonder how well it goes through their mind. How are they so witty? How do they how do they uh, just come up with stuff on the spot? And yeah, it's it blows my mind. Randy, he was on fire this episode. I think this is one of the better Randy Richardson ones, just because little comments like that. And I think it is funny how he, you know, like you said, he wasn't comfortable answering the question. Yeah, he is there as like a rep for Michelin, representing Michelin. It, but I think it's funny how he straddles that line between like make, pushing too far and then making his little quip jokes. It's uh, it's definitely interesting here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Randy would probably. I, I'm guessing he would rather not be involved with the Kiefer After Dark kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. he rolled with it pretty well Monday night when Kiefer was on just for a few minutes. Uh, another cool thing, Kiefer's just. Uh, if you guys haven't listened all the way through, Kiefer's won sixteen thousand five hundred dollars on the Super Bowl. Niners Nation, by the way. Um, but that's, dude, I, I, I'm i jealous of that. That one kind of made me a little jealous. Um, last thing, last thing I want to talk about before we let this thing go, Randy Richardson had a little bit of a rant that I had never thought of. Again, showing his intelligence, showing his thought process, uh, Eric. He talked about, you know, the AMA does a safety check on all the bikes. You got to go through tech inspection. But then they go out and they crash a bike and shit's falling off and they go out and they race and no and they don't ever recheck it. Never once considered that. That was I thought a really cool thing to bring up a, a thinking topic that you know I'll probably now always think about. Yeah, for sure. I mean that's actually something I never really thought about either. I mean we all remember at Dallas when Tomac had that crash and knocked his rotor or whatever and they had to cut the brake line i mean the cameras are there and you can see officials in the background and they just you know mechanic cuts the brake line and and off he goes but at the same time like this is the same ama that let zacco take the start last weekend true too, right? true yes so yes nothing should be surprising as as steve always loves to point out right it's the ama yeah Oh, so I got I'm one more. I got one more thing because my producer walked in and he's setting up cameras all over the place. But uh, this guy named TJ called in with one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. So, Kurt, I'm gonna, one of them was really good. One of them was really dumb. The fly, the fly uh, boot question, the FR fives about not branding them as a fly boot. I, I mean, TJ, can't, he's not on mic right now, but I don't know what the hell he was thinking. But I totally, Never. totally agree about the handicaps this year in fantasy. They are too tight. They don't make you, I agree, you, you don't really want to take a chance on a guy. Uh, like, TJ this week took Koga. They can't hear you. Shut up. Um, took Koga, and I like I was not going to jump on him. But had, you know, the, some of those guys, it's really hard to take a, take a guy like that without it being a plus 16 or plus 14. I don't know if you guys play fantasy, but I would like to see that changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I didn't realize that was TJ that called in to ask that. Yeah, that was my TJ. Yeah, my D, my DJ TJ. All right, guys. Yeah, um, I didn't know that was TJ. Sorry, good Yeah, but on the fantasy thing too, it is kind of becoming one of those things. Like, 
I didn't know if you were going to bring this up or not, but fantasy is starting to creep into all of the shows now. Have you noticed? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's it's the best thing in moto. I mean, that's 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 the most excited I get coming into a race now is the fantasy stuff. So yeah, it's it's taking over the Pulp Nation for sure. Yeah, seventeen nights of going to bed angry is what it is for me. But. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when TJ finishes fourth overall in the series. I mean, that pissed me off. That pissed me off more than anything else. Like, I, you know, you never no, want. That's, that's baller. Oh, uh, man, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about it because we're getting into stuff that doesn't have to yeah. do with the Pulp Show. So, um, okay, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up a little short tonight. Um, for the people that love the Pulp and Mix Show, uh, wrap-up show, I apologize. For those that don't, you're probably not listening anyway. So, Kurt and Eric, man, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys had a good time, but it was uh, it was fun. Yeah, thanks, Darkside. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you, Darkside, again. Uh, really cool what you're doing, and thank you for the hard work you're putting in on this. Absolutely, guys. All right, uh, we're going to call it a night. That's a wrap. By the way, no Hello Pookie this week. Uh, we're working on scheduling another session where we can record a bunch. Got a bunch of entries, but if you got anything you want to ask Pookie, anything you want to hear her talk about, it doesn't even have to be a question. Maybe just a topic you'd like to hear her talk about, get her opinion on. Uh, send them to darkside at pulpmex.com. She's looking forward to getting back into this. We've got some good stuff coming up. But again, once again, we're out of here. We'll be back next week with episode 414. See ya. Why would you want to re talk about the Pulp Show?